Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. How much time till we're on? on, Ron. What? We're on the air right now. I'm ready. Good evening, I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight. The all-electric Kia EV6 GT Supercar. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Hello, welcome to a Wednesday night edition of Sports Day. Badge and Jason here tonight. Not allowed to use the word Jace. You can't say woogie. Yeah, you can. Woogie. I'm all right for you to say that. You call yourself Woogie too. When? Often. Anyway, how are you, Woogs? I'm just finishing off a little bit of a chocolate chip muffin that Jack brought in today. Isn't he a good lad? Despite the fact that you you give it to him. Tiny Jack, I mean. Tiny Jack. Yeah, he carried a a packet of four. You couldn't see him. (laughs) It was like like an ant walking in with a giant breadcrumb. You should see him with a foot-long sub. You can't see him. Is that right? It looks like a a, a, a six-foot-tall like fence Like Greg paling. Norman on the beach. Yeah, right. Okay, let's move on. Now, Hello to our listeners through the Super Radio Network, uh, SCN Track and the SCN app, and, of course, all our SCN stations, 1170 in Sydney, SCN Q693 AM in Brizzy, 1620 on the Gold Coast. We'd love you to be involved. 0457 736 736. Is our text number. I know you've got one there. I know you're keen to get it out yep. already. Or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy upsets galore at the AO, the Australian Open badge. Yeah, oh, they'd be uh, a bit dirty. The organisers, wouldn't they? With Nadal dropping out. I haven't read the story. I watched it. Didn't listen to it. I'm. It looked like he was injured. Couldn't get to a number of shots. Wasn't chasing stuff down. But um, yeah, Nadal out, which is huge. Now Mark sent this in. Wily old dog sent it in. Uh, to the previous show, but I want to read it out. Thank goodness I can now tune into the tennis. OCD Nadal and Nick the Flog, both gone. Hopefully a couple of the grunters will be <laughs> removed from the ladies' side of the drawer as well, and that will result in entertaining viewing for the next 10 days. I, I do get a little bit, um, yes, off put off by the uh, the grunting um, what do you what, what are you more put off by? The grunting from the women. I don't mind, by the way, ladies. You can continue grunting and moaning <laughs> and before. screaming. <laughs> you can't say oh, that. Well, you, you can't, can't say, say that, Badge. We know where you're going. Uh, you can continue to do that, ladies. What I can't stand yep. is Nadal's routine. He it, he drags out a tennis match. I can't stand it. Yeah, it, it is. Oh, it would boring. be frustrating as a player. I think you'd have to be prepared for it, learn to tune out and just forget about all of the – that, that little routine that he – a little bit like Steve Smith, isn't it? Every time he gets ready to he bat, stopped he it. He's him. kind of – he stopped yeah. fidgeting a bit this year. Has he? Yeah. Oh, But the, yeah, the Nadal thing, I'll tell you what, it's frustrating. It is. It's frustrating for the it is fans. Times. Yes, but what a wonderful player. He's gone. He is. He is gone. Now we just need Could the Joker to go. What about him last night? What about him? He, he said to the uh, – he said to the um, – I was going to say the video ref uh, – the, the umpire – he said, right, I'm going to go to the toilet. And she goes, no, um, see what you can pick up here. Hello? Hello? We need to go 
He needs to go to the toilet after five no games. Well, I think he's actually just pulled rank there as well. That, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that official was trying to pull it back. Yeah. So after five oh, games went. in the first set, yeah, not just not there. He actually left the court, went to the toilet. Well, you do very quickly. It was really quick. When you get nervous for a game of, for some sport, you do go more often to the toilet. But I would have thought, see, maybe he forgot to go. He did everything else in the change room, but he forgot yeah. to go to the toilet. He got on court. And he went, oh, I'm in trouble here. Yeah. Did I, I don't? I'm not going to be crass here. Mm. But did did you always have a nervous nervous wee before oh, you ran out? Yeah, yeah. Would, would you would you prefer him to go just pull rank and go to the toilet, or just to stand there and let it out? No, of course not. Not in front of the kids. He's getting oh. on too. I'm telling you, I know it. You get on, get older. It's how many times you're, you're a night are you waking up? Bladder. <laughs> Only seven. <laughs> <laughs> but badge, why can't we put a portaloo courtside? So we know what they're up to. Actually, I don't trust it when tennis players go. I'm not yes. saying that Djokovic or, did anything wrong last night. Of course not. But some of those incontinence what? pants. <laughs> We're a nappy. Why are you playing tennis? Got it. I love it. Particularly, yeah, they're a bit uncomfortable. Are they? Yeah, when you try to shuffle to the left and the right, yeah, it's it's tricky. Yours, believe me. Yours swishes as you walk past. <laughs> Is that because it's Only full? Only when it's full. <laughs> Beat you to it. Big show tonight. Part two of the chat we had with Ricky Stewart. Uh, we talked to him about a lot of things, what it's like coaching and and, and handling players mm. uh, nowadays. Uh, Clinton Shukovsky. Ah, uh, another pl- former Raider, Raiders player. It's Raiders Central, Very good isn't play. it? Well, he, he played for many clubs, Parramatta and uh, the Crushers. And Raiders he did play and for the Queensland. Reds. The Reds, of course. He went yep. to rugby. Um, and now he's in the... Uh, the play, he's been for many years with uh, one of the, the great managers, Steve Gillis. Mm. So they've teamed up uh, many years ago. And, yeah, we're going to talk about this um, the drama that's going on between the players and the NRL with the uh, CBA. I, um, it's really... We're we not talking about the Common Bank of Australia. <laughs> no, we're talking about the, um, the agreement between the collective NRL and or bargaining. the collective bargaining agreement. But, it, it'd be, look, I've heard a lot of uh, callers and texters into SEN saying... Yeah, players are greedy, yada, yada, yada. I, I actually want to hear it from the players' point of view. And I, before I'm starting to turn on this badge because some of the stuff they're asking for, they're not demanding more money as Well, they're actually asking – they didn't want – they were surprised by how much the salary cap went up, went up mm. to just over 12 mil, a 25% increase. They weren't asking for that much yep. as the salary cap alone. But there's a lot of other things that they want to negotiate talk about and discuss and try to put in place. Mm. And I guess they would know they're not going to get everything, mm. but they, they they can't seem to get the NRL uh, to the table often enough to get it sorted out. Mm. What are your thoughts on this? 0457 736 736. Maybe this chat with Clinton might uh, change our minds a little bit. Danger's been on the text already. Morning, boys. Uh, it's 5 p.m. Queensland time, 6 p.m. <laughs> Daylight savings time. Still having a red vodka cruise going out to dinner at 6.45. Vodka cruiser. Okay. Beauty. Sorry, no danger tonight. Good on you, danger. I Have like... a good night with Mrs. Mrs. Danger. She's a good sort, good, good. by the way. I don't know how he got her. Did you actually have... have... We had conversations with Did her. Did you have you know, you coffees it... or drinks you were going to have when you went to Cairns? No, no. I never, was never doing that. Well, uh, Okay. 
Uh, that's ridiculous. But you met I, Mrs. Danger. No, we spoke to her on the phone. Sexy voice. That's what I mean. Okay. Well, better than Dangers. Who do you say Danger sounds like? Mrs. Mac from Hey Hey Saturday. <laughs> Simon Orchard from He's New South champion. Wales Greyhounds. I don't know what's going on. He's got some tips for us tonight, and Jack knows what they are, but hasn't shared them with us yet. And he's running around. Tiny Jack is excited about one of the tips tonight. He goes, mm. boys, wait till you talk to him. He ran between your legs before and <laughs> around the table and back. You didn't even know while we are on the air. Oh, he's never going to find he's love, excited. is he? He's running out of time to find love before he goes to Ireland. Mm. Uh, it's That's ridiculous as well. Um, I'm going to throw one out there. We want yours as well. 0457 736 736. Steve Smith's century last night in Coss was the first century from the Sixers men in the Big Bash. Come on, that's no. ridiculous. Now, I don't know. I would have thought it's, it's difficult. It must to... be this season. It can't be of all time. I Well, I, I that's what I read and I thought, are they saying of, ever? Tiny Jack, It's all. is it ever? No one's ever hit it. Well, it's difficult to hit a century in, the, in T20, but first time ever. Ever. First time ever. Jump up on the chair. Stand on the chair. <laughs> What'd you say? On that little box we put there for you as well. Can I get a booster seat? Uh, yes, the first ever player for the Sydney Sixers to, to hit a century. That means now there will is one in every club. But uh, the Sixers okay. were the last. So, yeah. There that's incredible. Steve Smith hit what? a century. That's ridiculous. And still can't make the Australian World it, Cup uh, T20 side. He's smashed a oh, 60. Okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, smashed a 100 Jack, off 60. Do, do you have special controls in your car so you can stand <laughs> on the seat while you drive? I have to have, you know, one of those little grabber things that they can, uh, they, that hits the indicator. Right, yeah. Yeah. And it gets there. We're going to yeah. go to a break. <laughs> we've, got, we've got Ricky, uh, part two of our chat that we had with him. Uh, yesterday, talking about all things Canberra Raiders and life as a coach. We'll get to him in just a sec. This is Sports Day. The all-electric Kia EV6 GT Supercar. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. The all-electric Kia EV6 GT Supercar. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, welcome back to it. Uh, Wednesday night, she's upsets galore on the tennis. Plenty going on with players and CBAs. And, of course, Badge and I caught up yesterday with Ricky Stewart, his good mates uh, at the Raiders. And we're discussing the, the Raiders going into season 2023. And but also, uh, Badge asked him around uh, players nowadays. Hey, what about <laughs> players? And I know they've changed uh, and they're, they're, a, they're a different kettle of fish now. For want of a better term, do they demand a bigger say? Do, do, or you know, you're still trying to. Um, and I know there's there's play there's there's captaincy groups and lead play, you know, leadership groups and everything yep. else. Do they demand more say? And are they do they all want more say in how the uh, the team performs? Um, yeah, they they like to be um, they like to be involved in decision making and. There's decision making, but there's also players have to play, and coaches have got to coach. Um, managers of um, of the club, our CEO and our management, they've got to manage and run the club. Mm. So, uh, most definitely, uh, and I'm I'm probably better at it now than uh, not better at it now. Understand it a lot better now as I've uh, I got older and my kids have grown up. That you know, having that communication, having them involved in decisions, um, gets better buy-in. And and again, if you you can't coach, and you'll never be, <clears throat> I think, a 
successful or as good as you can be if you're going to coach and, and make it about you. If mm. it's all about me as a coach, you, you're going to get seen through, you're going to get caught out early. It's got to be about the result of the players, developing the players, the result of the football team. Um, you've got to make those decisions that you think is going to be best for the club and um, and the player. But it's I often, you know, I've got a leadership group. We call it Club 82, which is our foundation year. It's it's very important. And I, and I think those boys are getting better at being involved in decision-making. Um, and there's been a, um, a big growth period there because early in the piece, I didn't have a lot of leaders. So we've had to develop and teach these guys through maturity and, and them growing up. You know, Jack Whiten and Josh Papali, those boys, yep. having to grow up and um, understand what leadership's about. It's And again, it's not... You can, effort, you can definitely not be greedy when you're involved in leadership. It's got to be something that's for everybody. There was a lot of talk about this Rick, yesterday. Rick was a great leader at times. If he'd first at the bar, he'd make sure everyone had a drink. <laughs> what, he shouted? Shout no, 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 no. He'd, he'd, line some, he'd always line somewhere up for free drinks. <laughs> Is that true, Rick? Always Come first on. First and last to shout. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you still have today. Don't worry. Oh, good, you are. I believe it. Hey, there's been a lot of talk, boys, over the last 24 hours with the appointment of Eddie Jones as the Wallabies coach, Rick, and a lot about his toughness, um, and, and you know, and also his planning and all that. Rick, is there room in the game with the current player? Is there still room for a tough coach like an Eddie Jones who who doesn't cop anything and it's his way? Oh, I, I I don't purely. I've spent a little bit of time with Eddie. I spent a week with him in Tokyo. Um, but uh, uh, there's a lot more to Eddie behind the scenes than what we read or hear. You know, well, you, know we, you often hear about the, that, that toughness and taskmaster. There's, there's a lot of players like, like playing for him too. I mean, I know that you always want to... You'll always only probably really hear the negative of the, uh, the players that don't like playing with him or whatnot, but a lot of that, a lot of times, that is from players who probably didn't like the truth either. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. uh, there's certainly players out there who I probably, you know, I could say enjoyed being coached by Eddie, and you know, we'll soon find out. But you know, he's he's going to be walking into a really big job, and he's a person with a lot of experience. We talked about Tim Sheens there earlier. I mean, you know, they're taking over the Australian team at this stage, the year of the World Cup, probably not somebody that you need there to be cutting his teeth on a on, on a new job as a, as a Wallaby coach. You need someone there who's got the experience and statistically and, and he's, uh, his record, it speaks for itself. He's had success and, uh, and he'll, he'll have a completely different preparation going into a World Cup now with only six months, seven months of work to what he would have if he had three years. So right, it, yeah. it probably won't be debuting too many players. He'll be getting, uh, getting co- cohesion and combinations and patterns of play correct. Yeah, yeah. he's only got five games. Before yeah, the World Cup, so we get eight months. Seriously, hey, Steve. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, I mean, we 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 go into our biggest we go into our biggest game of the season, our biggest biggest game on the calendar in an Origin match, and we've got ten days, and you probably train three times. Yeah, good you so, boys. I mean, <laughs> it's I I think it'd be an exciting it'd be exciting for a coach going in knowing only eight months to go into a World Cup. I reckon it'd be quite a um, it an enjoyable job. Played in a job, enjoyable position, having only eight months. I know why we've beaten now in origin, Rick. You, you, you trained three times. Jeez, we, we you didn't to, train we once. We used to have to go out until train Tuesday. <laughs> train Tuesday, Arvo. Too much training, Rick. <laughs> hey, um, how, where, where, does, where do you what do you look back on? I mean, you had, you did everything virtually possible in in rugby league, but of course you were you had this um, this 
uh, blossoming rugby union career. I think you just toured Argentina when you decided to switch cars. You ever look back and think what what might have been? No, no, bad because I I was always a rugby league player. Come from rugby league family. Um, I played league on Sundays. I went to a school at Sandman's College here, which uh, you know I still still get involved with at times. Um, um, and that, that I had to play rugby, and I had to give up league when I was in year eleven because brother Wallace, my headmaster, uh, and also first fifteen coach, um, said it was either league, league or union. I had to give up one, or I had to leave school if it was going to be league. So hmm. I tried to leave school, and the old man wouldn't let me. <laughs> um, but I loved rugby. I, I really, I was very fortunate to tour, tour the world with uh, rugby union from a schoolboy twenty one level and. Uh, then obviously getting the opportunity to travel Argentina, um, it's it, it, it was it was a different game then, um, but still got a lot of great memories and friendships from that. But uh, now I was I was always going to play league, and I had a handshake deal with John McIntyre that the day I was going to come back to uh, discuss about coming back to play rugby league, I talked to him first, and uh, that was the case. Mm. I'm glad Chris O'Sullivan didn't know about that earlier. <laughs> You'd have been filthy, another heartbreak <laughs> coming. <laughs> Not real happy with it. <laughs> no, he wasn't at all. He wasn't. Uh, is there a better place in the world to tour than Argentina? I've oh. heard so much about it. How was that? <laughs> Without giving too much a, away. Uh, I know Topo Rodriguez enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, he, uh, uh, he was Argentinian. Well, Topo was an Argentinian. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. It was a, uh, he, he was a great great mentor for the squad when, you know, being over there and Simon Porterman was our captain and I had a lot of experienced players around me and, um, you know, uh, made great friendship with Steve Libri who ended up coming back to Canberra then yeah. and living with me here at Canberra and playing for the Raiders and becoming great mates with all of us, oh. uh, yourself included. And um, I don't think I played with a tougher man than Steve Libri and it was uh, having the opportunity of being on that tour to play with him. Yeah, another quick, another story I won't tell, but he, he broke his neck, firstly broke his neck in uh-huh. a game against Penrith and, and was okay. Jeez. Jumped on the bus, yeah. went back, yeah. and then, and uh, I think Ricky was trying to fight him or something, but he <laughs> managed to avoid that. <laughs> Got up the next morning, went to physio, and they went, don't move. Really? So he never played again, <laughs> did he? Hard man. Jeez. No, he didn't. No, he was very lucky, very lucky to live, really. Um, mm. And fortunately that he actually came off the field, he had to stay on the field, and he nearly did. He went to the short side. The ball didn't go that way. If he had come to the open, the ball went that way. He make a tackle. He would have. He would have died. And yeah, that's the. Um, that's that was the the. Um, how 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 bad he was, but yet he thought he had spasms in his neck. He thought he didn't know what it was. They put him in a brace. He come back on the bus, and the next morning went to hospital. Went to the doctors, and uh, they came out, rushed, put a towel around his neck, and uh, got him into an ambulance. Jeez. Very lucky. Yeah, One tough bugger, important. eh? Oh, yeah. Hey, a couple of quick rugby league questions about this year, Rick, before we let you go, because I know you've got to get ready for your dinner tonight. Uh, Jared Croker, I, hear, I see he's nearing a return to full training. Is there a spot for the 32-year-old this year? He's back now. He started this week as a full time, uh, back to full work. Um, he's been in rehab uh, for a while now, Jared. He's, he's, he's been very unlucky. Mm. Um, and it's, it's yeah, sad to see. Uh, a guy at this stage of his career... Broken so many records. I mean, I think he's eight games away from 300. Mm. Um, it's, it's just sad to see when a player keeps getting injured, and you know, as you get older, it's just harder to overcome. Mm. Is he looking Definitely. all right, Rick? Yeah, he's back. He's back running now. It's a um, 
he's out of rehab. He, he doesn't do any double days in regards to running uh, on his leg. But uh, you know, we're just we're just watching Jared and making sure we do everything we possibly can to get him back to uh, his best possible you know, physical condition. Yeah, which, which player stick before we go? We excite you the most in your squad for this year. Ah, uh, Badger, I don't want to name one or two. I, I, I've got a lot of good young young kids coming through, mm. and I, I know we'll be doing a few this year. Um, one or two have probably played one or two games, um, but um, yep. you know we're we, we're in a position now where we need these young blokes to come through. I've, last year, I said to my outside backs, um, blokes like you know Harley Smith Shields, who unfortunately did a knee and was missed a year. Matt Tomoko said to Chris, I said, you've got to show me that you're going to make a point of difference in the NRL. Otherwise, I've got to buy over top of you. Um, that's the cutthroat business we're in. I've got three or four middles now, kids that are ready to play first grade and, and will. Um, they, I've, I've, let, I've let go some senior players because otherwise I would have let these, I mean, these younger kids would have been um, seen their path was blocked and would have uh, probably looked for a, another opportunity. So I've I've said to them already, day one for the pre-season before Christmas, that you've got your opportunity now to show me you're going to be in NRL middle, and it's your job. So I've got some kids coming through there that'll excite you. Tough conversation, mate, to let those players go. Have you got an assistant coach that can do that for you? <laughs> <laughs> I would. <laughs> yeah, good call. Uh, good call. Before you go, it. Rick, before you go, obviously a lot of talk in the news about the CBAs. Is uh, Your players, have they had meetings about this, Rick, and is there any talk around your club? No, there's none actually. I, I, I only just heard a bit about it this morning through a couple of the coaches talking about it. What they read in the papers. So. Um, no, I, mate, there's not a player spoken to me about anything. Um, um, it's, it's. Hopefully, we can get to some decision quickly. But they're also. Um, uh, I mean, there's a lot of media out there now at the moment because there's nothing else to really talk about. Mm-hmm. So this is going to cop a fair bit over the next couple of uh, next couple of days, but. I've got all the I've got all the faith in the world in Peter and um, Andrew running the game. I really do. I mean, they uh, uh, if it wasn't for wasn't for Peter, uh, I don't know where we'd be because I think we us and racing was the only sport in the world that uh, continued yep. during that uh, period of uh, COVID. So, and and we, we were going broke. Mm. I, I don't know how they've done it, but now now they're paying out millions and millions of dollars. We're we're flush. Well, when I say flush, we're a lot healthier than where we were before COVID, and yet only two sports that was kept um, kept uh, going was rugby league and racing. And and fortunately now we're a lot healthier from a financial point of view. So you know we can't forget that. But mm. I understand players have got uh, uh, their gripes and and rights, and they'll fight for that. But uh, I was going to keep. Keep worrying about coaching. Yep, I'll be blowing up if I only got a twenty-five percent pay rise, too, Rick. But uh, well said, mate. That's what the salary caps. You actually up. do, nice. Badge. You actually do. Let's be honest. Oh, not every year. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Rick. Great, great talking to you again, mate. And um, and yeah, good luck for the guys. season. Bring on the footy in a couple of weeks' Thank time. Thanks, Rick. Look forward to talking to you again. Thanks, thanks, guys. See ya. The all-electric Kia EV6 GT Supercar. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, welcome back to Sports Day. Badge, Jace here. Jason, sorry, here uh, tonight. 0457 736 736 is our text number. Particularly if you want to have your say on the NRL players, uh, the CBA, the, um, the bargaining agreement that they're disputing at the moment with the NRL. And the Rugby League Players Association directors, Christian Welsh, has spoken out, Badge. 
about this, hasn't he, in the last 24 hours? Yeah, he has. Um, and a couple of others have said a few things. But, yeah, he basically said, look, they're not gonna, they haven't ruled out strike action. They certainly don't want it. But they, um, they're a fair way apart on uh, what the players want compared to what the NRL is, uh, is offering. Yeah. Uh, we thought we'd get uh, one of the player managers on who obviously looks after the players and he's one of the best from GS Sports Management. Clinton Shukoski is is joining us now on Sports Day. Welcome to Sports Day, Clinton. Thanks for having me. Yeah, plenty going on in the greatest game of all. So, Clinton, as a player manager, how much how much um, vision do you have of what's happening with the players? Are they are your are your players in constant contact with you guys, trying to get advice on what to do, or are they mainly talking to the RL uh, Rugby League Players Association? Mostly the RLPA, mate. They're, they're doing the negotiations, obviously. But yeah, we've got a number of senior players that are sort of in the sort of inner sanctum, so they do bounce a few things off you here and there, and. Yeah, it's interesting times at the moment. Well, you recently, or not, not that long ago, the NRL announced a new salary cap, which is a, a hike of about twenty five percent. Did you know? You know, did you just think straight away, "Oh, that's fine, that's all done and dusted," or, or did word come back to you as a, a player manager that they um, they weren't happy with um, you know with other parts of the negotiations? Yeah, that's it. I think the, the players are extremely happy with the, the uplift in salary cap. I think it's 16% across the top 30 and 25% across the whole game when you add in the, the development contracts as well. So, yeah, it's, it's more about the peripheral stuff, Badge. You know, um, uh, obviously the girls as well, having their competition organised and um, hardship funds and and all the rest of it as well, the medical side of things, you know, they just want they want an audience there and they want to negotiate that as well. They don't just want the deal done financially. So mm. there's a whole lot more to it. I, I think there was a time when the NRL could do, and it's uh, do exactly what they've done in the past. And it's gone, look, we're just going to give you a pay rise um, and everyone should just, um, you know, just shut up and play along. Um, so firstly, Clint, when, when, when this happens – do players have? Do many players have ratchet clauses in their their contracts, relatable like as a percentage of the salary cap, so they'll get an automatic pay rise? Yeah, they will. So the NRL mandated a clause in in every contract post. I think it was June seven, two thousand and twenty-one. So, uh, and before that, obviously, if as an agent you could negotiate a ratchet clause into a player's contract, that they'll have them as well. So yeah, some players will have them and some won't. So. Um, yeah, so interesting. And I'm hearing as well, um, and I know it might be limited. We don't want you to specifically talk about any players, but that they're also asking um, some players for match fees outside the cap. Is that is that built into any contracts at the moment? Are they all purely um, based on you know a full season, whether you play a certain amount of games or not, or, or or can that quickly happen? Where if the players got their way, they could also get match fees on top of what they're already getting. Yeah, they're looking to bring that in. I think they look at that as a way to sort of just sort of disperse the money a bit more evenly. Sometimes guys at the bottom end will come on a lower base contract, play a whole right. season, and not really get rewarded for it. And at the top end, you might have a guy on a million dollars a year and sits out the whole season, doesn't play a game, and obviously still gets all his money. So I think they're looking at that as a way to sort of uh, hand the running, hand the money around a bit more evenly across the whole playing squad. Hey, Clinton, we, we hear from Christian Welch yesterday when he, he has spoken about negotiations. He said a lot of it's been done with Hugh Marks. He said, really nice guy, mind you. He was the guy who didn't want rugby league 
on Channel Nine back when it was COVID. But um, why 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 aren't the guys the the like the Abdos and also Volandis, why aren't they at the table talking to the Rugby League Players Association at the moment as well? They also seem to be pretty quiet. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I can understand they're trying to sort of disassociate themselves from the negotiation, but I think that's just what the players want. They just want a genuine voice. And the encouraging thing is the players have never been more united. You know, back in my day, and Badger's day, it was a little bit of a mentality of every man for himself, but you know, mm. the impressive thing is now the players are really united. They've got a really good union behind them. And you've got some really intelligent, articulate and passionate guys. You know, Christian Welsh, Kirk Capel, Harry Grant, these types. Some real leaders in there. And you know, that's, all, that's all they want. They just want to sit at the table with the powers that be and, and negotiate a fair or reasonable deal, I think. So, and like I said, it's not about the financial side of it. You know, the way I look at it and the, the chats I have with my players, it, it's more around you know, the peripheral stuff, which is really, really important to the players. And you know, some of that stuff can have a real impact on increasing your career as well. So the players are smart enough to understand that as well. Mm. Yeah, and I do see that they want a, I want a seat, uh, a player representative on the ARL commission as well. One thing that I was a bit critical of when I was playing, and I think it's happened for a long time, we never really knew exactly what was what the game was earning. And... Uh, is that still the situation? Do the players know now what total revenue is? Because I know, I know that they're asking for a, a higher percentage of it, around 48%. But do they actually know? Um, is, is there transparency around that, Clint? I mean, I'm sure as a player manager, you'd need to, to know that as well before you go in and negotiate contracts. Yeah, absolutely. There's a real push for that now. Obviously, the game's booming. I think NRL's king in this country alongside the AFL, so it's never been in a better place financially uh, a lot of people watch it great viewership so um, yeah that, that's it, that's important to know and it's a little bit of talk around the uh, COVID payment money that was paid back as well you know mm. first of all it was going to be 10 million then all of a sudden it was 20 million then magically it was 30 million so that that's that was a little bit alarming to the players as well obviously they got most of their money back in the end but it, it took a long time to sort of sift through that and work it all out so I think that was a little bit frustrating for the players also. Do you reckon this might drag on a, a, a bit, Clinton? Do you think we might see the players boycotting the launch of the season? I'd hate to see them go and strike or anything crazy like that. I don't think we'll get to that. But you know, listening to the players, I think everything's on the table. Uh, and like I said, they've never been more united. That's a credit to them. And it's, it's the only way they're going to get what's fair and reasonable. And I think that's all they're looking for. So said it a few times there, some really interesting times coming up. You know, yeah. We're not far out from season. I think it starts no. two weeks early this year as well. So yep, it's going it to come around really, really quickly. Yeah, the first weekend in, in March. Um, now, now the, the women's side, which is growing um, prolifically, the, the, uh, the women's game, um, NRLW, but I, I believe they still don't have any clarity around their salary cap, their actual season, their draw. Is that the case? And, um, you know, have you, are you actually managing some, some of our female stars? Yeah, we are. We've got some of the stars, Julia. Julia Robinson, Taryn Aker from the Brisbane Broncos, mm. Jeff Sergis. So you're spot on, Badge. It's, it's, we're not far out from their season starting either. It's bonkers. You know, they haven't got a salary cap. Uh, they're not sure what squad sizes will be. No draw. Um, what? It's actually pretty scary, actually. So, um, yeah, that's something that, you know, and Christian Wells spoke really passionate, passionately about that yesterday. That's, that's at the top of the list for the boys as well, to have that sorted out for the girls.
How long do you reckon before they can go full time? Most, most if not all of our um, our women's players. Yeah, I, I think it's far off at all, perhaps. You know, another you know, two or three years, I think you'll have most of the girls. Rugby league will be their job, and that's super exciting. You know, watch a few of the girls' games. It's entertaining. It's great yeah. to watch. I remember the state of origin last year down in Canberra was one of the games of the season for mm. me. Went down to the wire, and I think New South Wales won at the death in the second half. So, yeah, plenty of people watch it, and, and there's a real market for it, so it's exciting. It's really interesting to hear this side of the story, Badge, because we can sit back, and a lot of our listeners do as well, and, and criticise the players for being greedy and yep. this and that. And, you know, again, it's not about money. It's about, you, you know, people's lives. Conditions and longer term and, uh, you know, looking after the players with hardship yep. uh, and your concerns after, yeah. they, after they play, isn't it, Clint? There's a, there is a lot more to it. and. Um, you know, I don't think you'd you'd ever mention the word greed if you're talking about how the players are going about this, would you? No, absolutely. It's more about the players at the bottom end as well. You've got guys coming into grade and, you know, it's $60,000. It's a lot of money, you know. Some people work really hard for that. But footy player to up and move his young family from Queensland down to Sydney, it's tough. Yeah. Um, so it's hard. You know, there's been a little bit of talk about, you know, I'm not sure whether it's true or not, you know, players having to play their own, pay their own private medical you know, which is crazy. You're asking these guys to run out and put their bodies on the line every week. So I'm not sure whether that's true or not. A little bit of talk as well about off-season breaks being cut from eight weeks to six, six weeks. You know, I, mean, I think these players need longer off in their off-season break. And the NFL, they've been mandated to get 11 weeks. Uh, their pre-season training can only be a nine weeks maximum. I'm not saying we're the NFL, but, you know, you've got to protect these players. Yeah. You know, as you know, back in our day, we trained hard, but... I'd challenge anyone to go down and watch an NRL season of training session now. Oh. It's just ridiculous. Jump in and try to do it. They train hard to play. Yeah, 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 it's frightening. So sometimes less is more and you need to protect these players from themselves. So that's the sort of stuff the players are really concerned about. You know, the league's done some great stuff around concussion and protecting the players, and they just want more of that. And they want to have a mm. voice at the table while they're discussing before we let you go, and I know you've got a, a vested interest in this, but the NRL has upped the minimum wage from eighty to one hundred and twenty grand. The players, we believe, are asking for one hundred and fifty thousand dollars minimum wage. Is is that is that too much? Is it doable? Is it fair enough? As far as you're concerned? Oh well, I think I think the uplift from eighty to one hundred and twenty is magic. You know, if it ends up sort of one twenty, one twenty five, one thirty, you know, it's an improvement. And, and like I've said a few times, the players aren't too worried about the financial side of it. I think it's more the entitlements and the peripheral stuff around the game that's going to help them be better players and better people. You know, the education stuff as well. They want more funding there to become more educated and, and more upskilled post-career. So yep. there's plenty of other stuff they're really focused on, which is great. It's good to see. Yeah. Well, you've educated us a lot today, yeah. uh, Clinton, and, and I'm shocked that Gary Belcher was a hard trainer. You've absolutely floored me with that. Really? Okay. Yeah. Boy, he was you... one of the best. He was He was one of the best. Oh, he's one of my favourites growing up as a kid. Too, oh, mate. there you go. As a kid. How old do you feel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trying to make me feel old, Clint. It's not hard. Uh, Good on you, mate. You're a strapping teenager when you're one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Clinton Shevchowski uh, from GS Sports Management. Hey, we appreciate your time tonight on Sports Tonight. Thanks, lads. Take care. Yeah, yeah very, uh, very interesting chat there with Clinton. Yes. Opens up your eyes a bit, doesn't it? It does. Uh, what he continues to say is they're not being greedy. They just want um, to 
Yeah, get their fair slice of the pie. And it's other things. It's about looking after younger players. It's about the players coming through getting a better deal. It's also about players that get injured and having, um, you know, funds there to, to help them through. So there's a lot more to it than just what they are they are personally getting paid. A couple of texts come through on 0457 736 736. Gavin from Penrith. Funny how the TV deal goes up, the salary cap goes up and the players' pay packets go up, yet there's never any cash injections in country or grassroots footy. That area of the game always seems to go backwards. How many NRL players are bargaining for the little guys, the amateur players? Well, I don't know. Yeah, we don't. I still suspect, you know, that's a big part of the deal with the NRL is to to fight um, for all of those, uh, you know, fringe players and country areas and I don't know what the detail is around that. I'd hope I'd hope it's much better than we think it is. Um, Bondi Jacks, interesting here. Um, Ray Clinton Shafoski, uh, are you aware he changed the course of history and saved many Queensland careers? He caught a bomb surrounded by Boo and four other Blues, maybe mean Boos from the crowd, at 14-4 down in Origin 2 in 2006. They were about to lose a fourth straight series. It's a really good point you made, Bondi. He was a hell of a good player, very, yeah. very good player, um, and outstanding under uh, you know under pressure at the back defensively and catching kicks. But that game, yeah, had they lost that, there, there was a, a conversation that Mel Meninga had had to the likes of Darren Lockyer and Steve Price and Petro Sivanasiva, their senior players, and saying, "Hey, we lose this game, our heads are on the line. We're all probably going to go, and, and it's going to start with you guys." Mm. Um, they fought back, won the game, won the series, and and how many did they win in a row? Then well, why, why did we ruin a really good Bondi chat? Jack, how many did they win in the a row? About the CBA and the NRL. But that was nine out of ten. All right, I can't we got a break. This is sports seven day. Eight Thanks in a row. to Kia. The all-electric Kia EV6 GT supercar. This is sports day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. The all-electric Kia EV6 GT Supercar. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, welcome back to it. Thanks to the all-electric Kia EV6 GT Supercar. A bit of an Oz Open update for you. Yep. Uh, Olivia Gadecki, the Gold Coast girl, uh, is on tonight against Marta Kostiuk at uh, 8 o'clock tonight. Well, meant to be 8 o'clock, mm. but could be a bit later. There's a lot of tennis being played, and I know BP... Our tennis expert finished working at five past two this morning. He didn't start till eleven at yeah. PM. <laughs> he no, he's been I don't know how he does it. I don't know chat. how he does it. He loves his tennis, but God, I don't know how he does the hours. Uh, in the men's, uh, as we said earlier, Rafa Nadal has lost in the second round against American Mackenzie McDonald in straight sets. Although Badge, it did look like he was carrying a bit of an injury though. Yes, didn't it? it did, and and haven't uh, followed that one up yet. But uh, he wasn't chasing. Hard enough that you know, we, we would expect him to. So, uh, McDonald McKenzie beat him. Um, and Ma- Matt Purcell lost today. Tell us who he lost to, Badge. Um, I don't know. Where is this list? I know Kubler's playing. Jason Kubler's playing four. at the moment. He's down to Hutchinov. Um, lost the first set, 6 4, one all in the second. Uh, John Millman, who's got a, had a buggered back after his first round when he's taking on Daniel Medvedev tonight. So that's going to be a massive challenge. With a buggered back. Yes. And, uh, yeah, there's plenty going on tonight in the tennis. So we'll keep you updated on that. And as you say, Kuvalu is that one all in the uh, in the second set, down a set. Oh, Milman's taking on Medvedev. 
I just said that. Yeah. What's the matter? <laughs> Are you all right? No. Who did you ask me the result of one game? Who? who oh, I can't remember the name of the person who Matt Purcell lost to. Right. It was Emil someone. I can't remember his last name. I don't know. It's on the list. No, I'm not even looking at it. Three sets to oh, one. Oh, Rushavari. Is yeah. that who it is? Rushavari. Yep. You're fent. Mate, you're very good. I just make t- it up. Oh, are you? <laughs> <laughs> A pinnacle of engineering, Kia you know EV6 GT, the most powerful Kia ever crafted. Now, some of our SEN listeners are leaving us now for the tennis. You can find us on the SEN app if you want to keep listening. We're here for another hour. There's plenty coming out. Lots of um, lots of NRL news. And other sport and that. Uh, well, you're right over there. We'll catch up with Simon Orchard from New South Wales Greyhounds. Got a couple of tips for us tonight. And Jack won't tell us who these tips are. No. He's walking around with his tiny chest on his tiny body <laughs> pumped out going, oh, it's great. He's hiding. Yeah, he is. And I've got an idea for Tiny Jack for tomorrow night. Too. A, oh, I thought you were going to say a greyhound jockey. <laughs> and more of your text. 0457 736 736. This is Sports Day. The all-electric Kia EV6 GT Supercar. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. The all-electric Kia EV6 GT Supercar. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, it is. Uh, Badge and Jason are here tonight uh, for the next hour. Big show. Uh, plenty going on so far. Clinton Shipkowski. We've had yeah. Ricky Stewart. We've had plenty of text messages. Yep. Uh, we've got ideas as well for Tiny Little Jack. Uh, there's much going on, isn't there, Badge? Yes. Text messages flying through as well. Bondi. Have, uh, yep. No, go. Sorry, a couple of reactions to our chat with uh, Clinton Shafosky around the players. And, um, you know, uh, one, one earlier on talked about oh, – so, there's a couple of said stop saying the players are greedy. It's about the minimum wage players and especially the women's game also when the players retire. They're just jealous. The people are saying that are just jealous. They don't know what the players have. Um, a suggestion from Dan earlier on that the RLPA should hire some of the high profile in the media, a former player like Cameron Smith or Darren Lockyer or Thurston, to be the leader of the RLPA. Some of the bigger name in media access might make the NRL stand up and take notice. I don't know. I mean, I, I love... What Christian Welsh is saying at the moment, I think he's doing a superb job. Mm. Um, or you're talking, is he suggesting maybe higher that Clinton Newton that should be replaced? Suggesting that, but I don't think they, I, I think they've got <clears throat> good people in place. Um, text number ending in 659 says, what did he say? This on the back of uh, Clinton. Um, I, I've listened to Walsh, to Graham, and now Shafosky. I still don't know what they want. Well, apparently by the end of the week or, or thereabouts, we are going to have a better understanding of exactly what the players are asking. And and there is a bit of stuff uh, floating around. There was some stuff in today's Telegraph about the difference between what the NRL offered. The, the NRL have offered more in the salary cap and put the salary cap higher than the players were asking, which tells me they're, they're not greedy. It, they, they were only asking for about, a, or for about a million less, but there are other things that they want, including the cap, some more long-term stuff. Yeah, Oh, yeah. In the, sorry, in the collective bargaining agreement. I remember 
chatting to Pete Bedell before Christmas from the Courier Mail, the chief uh, league writer there, and was saying the the demands from the players is actually quite thick. There's a mass, there's multiple pages of demands, mm. and I remember having a chat about that before Christmas. Now, I, I don't know whether this is whether he got that information before it was presented to the NRL, or whether this is a new list, a revised list, or this is the list. I'm not sure, but. We will know more about that by the end of the week. Again, we mentioned to Clinton. I just, I find it amazing how how low key the NRL are on all this. We've hardly heard boo. And what it's allowing, Badge, it's allowing the Rugby League Players Association and the players to drive the narrative. Yes, because and they're they're saying that every criteria on the offer that came through last week is has gone backwards from what was established in the last few years. So are they putting so? Maybe they're putting a revised list. Is that is that the players I think trying they, to drive the negotiation? Well, here? it does sound like they. I think the NRL well, it looks to me on the surface. The NRL is just going. Here's what it is. Here's your new salary cap. Let's move on. And the RPA is going. No, no, hang on. There's a lot more to discuss. And I, you know, the, I, I don't think, as we just heard, that that they are being greedy. They just want. Um, more transparency and a bigger say and, and a bit bit of a different direction for the, the, the NRL to take. Well, clearly they're not greedy if they're, they're saying, no, we want a million less. In the cap, the salary yeah. cap, yes. They do want um, like half a million bucks for a uh, for uh, representative players or highly established players as well. But it still seems to be less than what the NRL has offered. But there are other, many other terms. And when you know, we keep hearing the, the women... The women's game, the NRLW, which is just growing and growing, and it's highly successful. They don't know their season. They don't know their date for their season. They don't know their salary cap. They, they they're really in the dark. Yeah, I thought they did know their salary cap. So maybe I, I, well, I thought they did. I thought they said it's X amount of dollars per team, or was that for twenty twenty four? I'm not. But we don't know when the season is. You're right. That's tricky. How they and they're. They're part-timers. They might have – they'd probably have a rough idea, but, yeah, it'd be nice to know. How do you know when to start preparing? you got to – a lot of them have got to take leave from their jobs mm. or leave their families to play the game. Oh, look, I haven't got such a big deal with that because I played in the semi-professional era and we worked. Yeah. Oh, that's not such a – that it's it's just keep taking those small steps and eventually more and more and more of the, the, the female yeah. players will become fully professional. Great. But badge, you, I guess you've got the, to crawl yeah. before you walk. They're I, yeah, still I, growing. There's still yep. there's still a long way to go. I get all that, and I understand all that. But I'll, some of them are mums, and it's different for mums trying to arrange kids because sure. maybe their husbands or partners are working. Yep, no, that's fair enough. And they've got to try and arrange the household. So yep, I I, I get that as well. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. What are your thoughts on this uh, CBA standoff? Um, with danger. Jack, little Jack, how do I get the app to hear these two? Can you see what he's calling us? Don't say it. What? He's insulting us. Danger, what's going on? I thought he was your mate. Yeah, you go to, if you've got a, if you've got an Android, go to the Google Play Store. If you've got an Apple, go to iTunes and download the app. It's that simple. Just like any other app. Uh, Bondi Jack has just jumped on the text and we said to him, what does boo mean? And he's, he's text about Clinton Shivkoski and it's, it's Boo Bailey. Oh, um, former Sharks player. No. 
um, former Dragon and um, and Titans front row. Oh, what was his first name? Big um, front rower. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think that's who he's talking about. Oh, is it? That'd be about right, wouldn't it, Bailey? He was around in 2006. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. How do we forget his first name? That's terrible, isn't it? I can't believe you've forgotten it. I know. I know. And I, had a, I used to own a pizza shop and he used to be one of my customers. And what did you call him? Uh, boo. <laughs> no. See, that is a different... I think that's a different um, player. Yeah, that's not. We're not. I think we're talking about Luke Bailey. I think we're, we're talking, talking about, about Luke Bailey. No, I think. Yeah, it who's might have Boo been. Bailey then? There was another. For he played for the Sharkies. Oh, was there? Anyway, and 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 clear it up. It, it was Bull Bailey. Bull, that's see, that's Bull Bailey. Yeah. No. Uh, Craig from Maitland on the text. Just getting away from rugby league for a moment, uh, and Steve Smith getting the Sixers' first ever century. In Big Bash history, which is amazing, that stat. I, I, I thought surely someone from the Sixers, like on Reeks or someone like that, would have smashed a, a century previously. And how he's not playing T20 cricket is amazing. Phil Bailey. Was it Phil Bailey? Yes. I wonder if it was him oh, playing in 2006. Okay. Didn't I'm he sure. do he, – he did a song with Phil Collins. <laughs> Easy lover, wasn't it? Oh, God. Year off jobs. Anyway, Steve Smith could partner Dave Warner, according to Craig from Maitland, as the opening batter for the T20 next next tournament. I don't know when we play. I think we play some T20s against England uh, on the Ashes Tour. We're not playing any against India. We're just playing tests and ODIs. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen there. Uh, what else we got? Evening, fellas. Oh, Steve, I don't think the, the players are greedy as a whole. I think we've read that one out before. Yeah, we talked about... Um, was who was it went off the court last night? Djokovic went off the court after five games in the mm. opening set to go to the toilet. Yep. Uh, the umpire said, "No, you can't." He just went. Mm. Well, it is his tournament. Uh, correct. And um, he runs off, goes to the toilet, comes back quickly. I think he did it within the time. Uh, and you'll suggest I suggested we put a portaloo courtside. Yes. So we can see what they're up to. And you suggested nappies. Well. Uh, Dragon Glenn has been on the text again. Eh? Race car drivers mainly Formula One pee in the seat while driving. No nappy. No, that's not no. true. No, no, that's Dragon Glenn. If anything, they'd have a, a hole in the floor. Yeah, with a bit, the seat. with a bit of hose. Yes, or like an like a two liter bottle. You know, and empty. explain some of those un, those unexplained <laughs> unexplained corner slides that they go into. Bondo Jack's come back and good. Bull Bailey, yes. Luke Bailey, origin problem. Well, his nickname's not Boo. No, it was Bull. If you called him uh, Boo. That would be in spell check or Siri. Uh, anyway, that's from Dragon Glenn, not Tosser Glenn, he says in his text. Laugh out loud. Right. Uh, what about Jeff from Yass? He's been loving it the last, uh, well, particularly tonight. Three Raiders legends, best radio year. Best <laughs> radio of all year, I guess. Jeff from Yass. Lots of Raiders supporters in Yass, isn't there? Yes, plenty. Hey, coming up, Simon Great Orchard town. from New South Wales Greyhounds. We'll give yep. us some tips uh, at Wente Park tonight. As we said before, Jack is pretty excited. I don't know why, but we'll find out when we chat to him as well. That's ridiculous. Have you got any for us? Glenn, uh, your mate from Newcastle, has sent one through about – do you want to – did you want to read it out? It's about, I don't know, some no. – someone – let me – Oh, you, you banned him. You – Played the soup Nazi to him, banned him for a year, and now you got him back. I've, what do you mean I've got him back? 
What are you talking about? I mean, you've got him back. You're talking about him. Oh, so we're not going to read his text out you either? You can read his text out. No, I've banned him from on air. Okay. I said to Jack after last night, I said, no, we can't have him on air. Right as much as we love our listeners, I just I don't even know what he said last night. Because well, you did cut him off three times during his chat. That might have something. But he's talking about someone with big lips. I don't know. G'day, Justin Badge and little Jack. What's ridiculous uh, is that looks like one of the three sets of lips is about to re-enter the house tonight <laughs> with some uni something. I... Th- Oh. Come on, that's ridiculous. I think there's a, a, a hive of bees nearby <laughs> stinging all these people on their lips. I wonder if we could get little Jack onto The Bachelor. The if Irish Bachelor could. comes out dressed well, as like a giant potato. If Glenn has got as much uh, say as he says, he could perhaps get him on. Do you want to uh, have a chat to Brucey from Blacksmiths? G'day, Bruce. Sure. Hello, Bruce. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you all? Very, Matt, we're You've good. You've been waiting for Can a while, mate. Thanks for your patience. No, you're all right, mate. Listen, I'm at a bit of a crossroads, and speaking to one sporting icon, um, I'd like to raise an issue about a female athlete who, at 26 years of age, has participated in three Paralympics, will be participating in a fourth in France, holds eight world records, has won gold medals, and I don't know, Badge, if you can recall, but last year we were talking about the honours list, and I yeah. I mentioned this young girl, um, Amanda Reed, and oh, okay. she was awarded the Order of Australia Medal. Order of Australia Medal. Now, she's represented the country in swimming and then cycling, and is now um, trying to qualify and to be the first Indigenous snowboarder. Now, she's just been, I wow. think, in Finland and had eight races for qualification. Now, she didn't just win these races. Um, She absolutely smashed them. And she's now back in America um, awaiting to find out if she becomes a part of the Australian team. Now, these Paralympians, a lot of them struggle with their work commitment, struggle with their disabilities, and... In this instance, this young lady is struggling so bad with sponsorship. Now, for such a, 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 a shining light for, for Australia and her people, mm. it's more a call for some help in guidance or recommendations in where people can... You can Google her name, go on Wikipedia. You yeah, who is it? Oh, I have, Amanda Reid. I have, Reed, I have right, before yeah. and, I, yeah. and I have again right now, Bruce. And, yeah, she's an absolute um, – she's an inspiration. She's, yeah. She is outstanding. So uh, we can only put her name out there as, as often as we can. And um, you'd like to think that uh, she would be able to gain, yeah, some sponsorship and some help to train and travel and everything else that goes with that. Because she wants to represent Australia now in a third sport. That's incredible. Amazing stuff. Yeah, Amazing well done. Stuff. Thanks, thanks she's, for your call, Bruce. She's we appreciate 20, it, mate. As you said, she's only 26, so I think she must have started. 18? 
No, it, earlier, um, 2012 Summer Paralympics, so 11 years ago at age 15. Oh, wow. Oh, gee, she's, um, yeah, outstanding. Our smartest listener is on the phone right now, Daniel from Prairiewood. Hello, Daniel. Good evening, gentlemen. How are we? Yeah, very good. Now, you want to play devil's advocates on the ARL's position with the CBA? Yeah, I do. I, I sent a text in last night uh, about the whole of game revenue, and and let's let's be honest. The the ARL Commission and the NRL have a a, a very large charter, um, and so when when you're talking about whole of game revenue, there's so many different pies that they need to ensure that they're dedicating uh, revenue to go towards to, towards growing the game and ensuring that we've got a game for for another hundred years. Mm. Um, but from the perspective of you know, there's never been more revenue uh, in the game, uh, thanks to mainly the broadcast revenue or non-broadcast revenue also coming through thick and fast in terms of commercial partners coming on board now with Westpac, uh, Telstra, etc. is that I think the NRL and the ARL Commission are being frugal uh, and conservative in terms of the revenue is because They've come under stinging criticism previously from journalists and the media and commentators alike is that, which was, we found out through COVID and the pandemic, is that they haven't got an asset nor a cent to bless themselves with. Mm. And I think they've, the, the current administration realises the, uh, the the sins of previous administration of the Green and the Greenbergs, etc., is that they had multi-billion dollar broadcast deals and nothing to show for it. So this time they've gone out they bought Gambaros, and you know, which is going to be a, in Brisbane, a restaurant yep. slash, yep, yep, slash uh, entertainment um, event um, for, for your for your for your origins, your rep games, uh, your magic weekends, etc. So I think they're they're starting to look at well, you know, we, we need to ensure that we're we're readily armed and have assets should uh, the proverbial fall out of the world again, ensuring that they don't have to shut down the competition or they have to go and ask the bank for a loan, etc. Yeah, bricks and mortar. They have an asset base. And we were all yeah, pretty shocked that so. there wasn't anything there, but they, you would think that that perhaps, exactly. I, I agree with you there, that they, they should be keeping some aside and they should be, it would be great if they announced, okay, we are going to buy another asset and, and whether it's, you know, something in Sydney, it's around, you know, some sort of, um, I know they've got a, a fantastic facility there, at Moore Park for the for headquarters, yeah. but maybe, you would love to think yeah, that, we, that, that we could own our own space at some stage. Maybe in the they short are term. because I, I know that I know I know that Peter Valandis uh, floated the notion of actually buying and owning owning Stadia in mm. Western Sydney. Um, Liverpool uh, was being looked at, um, and expressions of interest between Canterbury Bankstown and West Tigers about playing out of there if the ARL Commission own the stadium. That sort of got knocked on the head through the uh, New South Wales government's reneging on the uh, 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 suburban stadiums. But again, I, I, like I premised last night in, in, in the text message is that I'm not I'm not asserting that the, the players are greedy by any stretch of the imagination. They deserve everything they get. They've got a very limited um, time in the game and they need to try and maximise as much as possible and credit to them because there's no tougher sport in the world. Uh, and what they put their bodies through. However, I think from a whole of game holistic perspective, mm. they need to ensure that you know we're not just watering one part of the garden and neglecting the other. And to your point, Wilgie, I know you spoke passionately last week about the Western Corridor of Brisbane. I live in the in the Southwest Corridor of Sydney. 
Now, I live in Orham Park. Mm. Most of them, Daniel from Furrywood, that's where I'm from. I live in Orham Park. And there's AFL posts everywhere in Camden. That yep. is alarming. Yeah, it is. Camden, Camden is fastest fastest growth area in New South Wales. Only second, yeah. the MacArthur region is only second behind South uh, South uh, Southeast Queensland. Yeah, and look, I've got to say as well, and we talk about the NRL owning assets. AFL owned Marvel Stadium. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. they, they, and they got a luck, a good deal there. Yeah, but we're not in the ballpark. No, badge. We're still like they've got so much money. The AFL, mm. and they 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 they're yeah. they're aggressive, but they're patient. All we need to do is raise enough money for hundreds of crossbars and just get people to go and put them out <laughs> in between those middle sticks on those this AFL is, grounds. This is how Badge is going to fix it. Yep. I like what you're doing, Badge. All right, Daniel, it. we've got to go. But, I, I'm, mate, I totally understand where you're coming from. Um, and, again, is if they start buying assets, will they share that with the Players Association as well? And that's something that needs to be that it's needs to be spoken. really. Yeah, absolutely. All right, mate, thanks yeah. for your call. Yeah. See you, boys. See ya. He's, Daniel. Too, he's too clever for he us. He is. What, I didn't understand half of it. But I just <laughs> no, nodded. we did understand. No, we did. All right, we're going to go to a break. Uh, this is Sports Day. Thanks to IKEA for expert car service. Booking your local Repco authorised service centre. When we come back, uh, we're going to uh, have a chat to Simon Orchard from New South Wales Greyhounds. Got some tips for Wenty Park tonight. Oh, yeah. by the way, Badge Coob was down 5-4 in, in the second set. He lost the first as well to... Um, and uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Vukic uh, is against Baxter Holt. One set each. Down 5-3 in the third. We'll keep you updated on the Australian Open as well. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia. The all-electric Kia EV6 GT Supercar. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. The all-electric Kia EV6 GT Supercar. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, welcome back to it. Ladbrokes Pauls of Thunder oh, this Saturday night. Gamble huge. responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Badge, Simon Orchard joining us. It is a big night this Saturday night, mates. Hello, Sorry, si- is that for me, boys? Yes, mate. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Simon. It wasn't a very good intro, was it? I thought it was a very good intro. Yeah. He deserves better. Oh, boys, I thought you were talking <laughs> to Badge. I was getting excited listening to him get yahooing about the pause of thunder. Yeah, yep. look. Yahoo, <laughs> please, Badge. Massive night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you couldn't ask for anything more, guys. If you want A-grade dogs, we've got them. You want young stars, we've got them. You want stayers, we've got them as well. Uh, it's all happening. Three group ones. It's arguably our biggest night of the year, boys. Three group ones in the group two distance race as well. We've also got the Collison, which is a consolation prize for the pause of thunder. So the dogs that ran... Just outside making that final last week, we'll go around in the Collison in honour of the great Jeff Collison, who's going to be on track and hopefully presenting that award again uh, come Saturday night. But as I said, boys, there's plenty of buys money to go around. There's Group 1 uh, titles at stake. And, of course, mm. we can all have a responsible punt as well on Saturday night, which we're looking forward to. Absolutely, we will. Um, and as well as that, there's a, uh, a great story um, around the futurity Simon, um, third favourite, Windra All Class. What can you tell us about the owners? Yeah, wonderful story. Really, really touching story as well. So just for those who are unaware, the Futurity is 
an age-restricted race for the young girl dogs. The Derby is the age-restricted race for the young boys, and then the Paws of Thunder is the big one. But the Futurity, as I said, this is for the young ladies. Um, there's a dog by the name of Windra Allclass going around for Daniel Gap from Box 3, who's got a stellar record, 16 starts, 9 wins, uh, and won really well in the heats last week. But the owners uh, is what we want to talk about. Sue and Brian Barton, they have been through hell, guys, the last probably 12 to 18 months. Uh, unfortunately, Sue was diagnosed with a terminal uh, brain tumour um, some time ago. They got this dog just before that happened, so they were looking forward to taking her on the right of their lives. And then, unfortunately, because of Sue's health, they made the really difficult decision to give away uh, Windsor All Class. They still own her, but they gave it to Daniel Gat to train. And look, you couldn't ask for a better train. The Gat family, synonymous in greyhound circles, for doing an absolute wonderful job with a range of greyhounds over the years. But they have just been riding this little girl over the last probably six to seven months uh, with the biggest smiles on their faces, guys. And come Saturday night, it would be the story of the year. I know we're only 18 days into mm. it, but it would be yes. the story of the year if this dog got up because, as I said, uh, terminal brain tumour operated on. Uh, it's not good news and it's not a great diagnosis, but she, this, this lady, boys, she's just full of effervescence. She's got a smile on her face. I did a story with them on Monday. That's going to drop in the next couple of days across our social platforms. Um, and she just, she was an inspiration. She just could not stop laughing and enjoying the moment and uh, celebrating this beautiful greyhound of hers, Windra All Class, and she loves it with all her heart. So, look, I know there's seven other dogs in the race, but I'll be quietly hoping that Windra All Class salute Saturday night. Third favourite, but sentimental favourite. No doubt. What a great story. Okay, well, yeah. we'll, um, we'll look forward to that. And, of course, uh, tonight at Wenty Park, your... Uh, your record is, continues. Mr. 50%, they 50% call him around of it, here. Yeah. But there's always a good winner in there. Um, not that there's any pressure on you. Yeah, come um, on. But what, so, so you're talking about in, um, I think you're saying in race seven. I don't like the terminology here. I still struggle with it. But what's, what's race seven? Race seven is nothing. <laughs> race oh. seven tonight is nothing for us. We're going race four. Oh, Actually, race four. Race okay. four. Okay. Number eight, Showman Jack. Uh, look, zero. Oh, no, we can't. Sorry, mate. Showman we, Jack. We I love it. We can't back something with We're the name all Jack. all over it. Seriously, we've got we've got <laughs> Tiny Jack here, but I don't know about Showman Jack. Diminutive Jack. Uh, bonsai Jack. Well, I don't know about your Jack, but this Jack, <laughs> uh, at his best, is sublime. But then every now and then he just throws in Barry Crocker. Uh, and look, sometimes it's luck. Sometimes it's just, you know, um, an off night. But I reckon tonight... Race four, number eight, Showman Jack can bounce back. As I said, no luck in the derby last week. He was racing against a good heat there. He comes back into this against another dog, which is quite good, Simply Limelight. It's drawn in box four. It's the favourite. But I just think Showman Jack in a six-dog field, even though he's drawn out in eight, he's the best dog in the race, or at least has the most upside. And the trainer's been all over him the last couple of months. He was really disappointed, John Smart, last week. That he didn't progress. Uh, I reckon he's got bigger and better in him. He's got a PB of 29.51, which is absolutely airborne. So race four, number eight, Showman Jacks. Beauty. The first to the best. And then, then we've got to wait till race 10 uh, on the card. And it's number seven, Can You Smoke Him? Which is another young dog. Comes out of those derby heats. This dog got a big rap, boys, from the Lord Kennel, who are arguably the best trainers in the state. They said this is a dog to watch in 2023. So far, this hasn't really had a crack at him. He was in the Gosford Cup heats. Didn't get a crack at him. And then last week in the derby, as I said, didn't really get into the race. Tonight he's drawn box seven. I think he can bounce out with no one on the inside in six and get to the front. And then from there, I reckon he can run away with it. So, look, I know 50% ain't great, 
but it's better than zero. Hopefully tonight, True. at least one of these two can get up, but we'll be fingers crossed that they can both salute. Yeah. Now, what I was getting at before, because I thought you were on other races, is I oh, see I'm the owner of a female dog, a, a beautiful chocolate labby, uh, but where are you it, going they, with this? Call, well, the races are for bitches only, and I can't say that. Whoa! I, I, if I said that at home, my wife would kick me out before the dog. Yeah. If the dog did something wrong. Yeah. So it's still, there's still the terminology used in greyhound racing, isn't it? Mate, it's one of the it's one of the best things in the world. I get paid to say that word over and over and over and over. Um, you know, after teaching my three year old that it's a bad word, yes. she can say it after she hears me saying it on the phone or whenever I'm talking to her. And I, I typically, you know, I try and stay away from it. Whenever I'm on the track and doing trackside stuff, they are very much old school in their nature. It's either a dog or a uh, or a bitch. But I try and say female or lady yes. or girl. So, maybe so, the, so the males are called dogs. Yeah, well, I was going to ask, what's their name? Wouldn't they be called blokes? Or bastards? <laughs> they, are, they, they are a what? dog. They what? are a dog. Um, and if you go on your form guide, boys, and click into, yeah. you know, go to thedogs.com, have a look at each race, you'll see, you know, a name, and then it says sex, dog, or sex, bitch. Um, wow. So there you go. Maybe one of the old school things about greyhound racing. There's plenty of them, don't you worry. Oh, oh. As Badge knows, Greg Norman calls his mongrel, doesn't he? <laughs> Is that right? We'll move on. Okay, let's go. Labyrinth's Wait till the woke community get hold of that and they're onto that. Yeah, you, mate, you'll be changing that next week. Saturday, January 21. This Saturday, it's Greyhound Racing Supercharged. Uh, gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Simon, thanks, mate. And let's hope uh, Showman Jack is more consistent than Tiny Jack tonight. Yep. Give it strength, boys. Thanks a lot. Hooroo. <laughs> there he goes, uh, Simon Orchard. Could you imagine... Yeah. If what is it? What's the name of the dog? Something Jack. What is it? Showman Jack. Imagine if it gets up. I have had a look at the odds. They're quite short. So. Oh, uh, that's another short joke around. Poor Jack. Hey, uh, you're good. He's actually not that short, but compared to the other Jackie we had, he was a monster. He's like big. We had to work out. Well, who he was, was big Jack. Yeah. And so he had to be Jack. not so big Jack, and it's just got he's got smaller and smaller. Hey, um, breaking news out of uh, the NRL and St George Illawarra Dragons uh, late mm-hmm. this afternoon. Badge. Yeah, uh, half Jaden Sullivan is now in doubt to start the season because he's got a hamstring injury. That's the third player from the Dragons' um, key players. Their diamond, their spine, to potentially be unavailable. So he he's got a history of hamstring problems, apparently. Jaden Sullivan uh, and expected to miss six weeks, which means quite doubtful to start mm. the season, which is six weeks away. And in further bad news for them as well, oh, the player that he's coming to replace has now been stood down from the club. He has been, or he will be. Well, he will be stood down. I he should say. He will be yeah. uh, by the NRL to fight uh, those assault charges. Tell a town moan. Yes, uh, apparently. Yes. Expectedly. Yes. Have I That's, covered all that? I think Allegedly? you have. Will be stood down. It yeah. says it will be stood down from playing okay. by the NRL as he prepares the fight. Assault charges. So yep. there you have it. Righty, we've got to go to a break. This is Sports Day. More of your text messages coming up. Plus, that's ridiculous. If you want to get a late one through, go for it now. 0457 736 736. Or you can call us. 1300 01 1170. The all-electric Kia EV6 GT Supercar. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon.
the all-electric Kia EV6 GT Supercar. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, welcome back to We'll get a tennis update in just a moment. Uh, but also, can I just say, I'm looking forward to Badge's yeah. joke no. again tonight to finish the show. No, Badge, you've gone back to back to back to back to back. I'm going back. You've just delivered gold. In fact, oh. we're at the stage now where we're even posting your jokes on TikTok no. and Instagram. My my family cannot wait for your joke every night. I share it with them. We have a good chuckle over a bicky and a cup of tea while we're watching TV every night. But you know it's working when it gets under the skin of Scott Sattler. Why? What's happened? He commented on the, the joke that's oh, on he's Instagram. He's listening to our jokes. He, he saw it on Instagram. Oh. And he, you know what he said? What? Amateur joke. <laughs> That's so good. He's threatened. That's funny. You know, Badge, he's a very funny man. No, Sats. he's not. I never, he's, I've not laughed at one of his jokes. Sometimes a funny man, Scott Sattler. Occasionally, <laughs> he's got a good joke. It's no, rare. He, it's rare. No, no, he's that, been doing it for a long time. It's you know you can't. He's run out of jokes. Is that what he's, you're saying? Well, he's, he has sort of done the full circle. <laughs> Actually, one of the jokes I told this week was a repeat from a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, but you tell Probably it his. in a different way. Even Steve from Dubbo, he's your biggest fan. He's a he's a harsh yeah. critic. He's a very harsh critic. But he has even he sends us a text after the show finishes every night going, oh, Badge, you've done it. Yeah, it's he, a miracle. He is my cousin. Hey, quick update in the Australian Open, Badge. Uh, Kubler won the second set, 7-5. So it's one set each. He didn't look great early against Haknikov. Um, but is it catch, yeah, one said ca- Kachanov or Hachanov? Hachanov, right. Um, uh, Alexander Vukic yep. in the fourth set, currently down two sets to one and down 2-1 in the fourth. Still room for uh, to come back, though, of course. It's never over till it's over in tennis. And uh, Johnny Millman's down one game uh, to Medvedev. All right, we'll keep you updated until now, until the show finishes. Come on, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. There's got to be an investigation into this. This has got to be someone's got to be accountable for this. Take it away, Badgie. Um, I spilled a coffee in my car. What? In the back of my van, mm-hmm. and sort of wiped it up, but not great. So I can't believe the stink it overnight. Like it's cappuccino, mm-hmm. so lots of milk, and now I'm told it's about the milk. It's Dunk this Come morning. Come on, that's ridiculous. Has anyone else had this experience? Yeah. What? Did you leave the car out? Did you carry out outside no, during the lo- day? I left it locked up. Yeah, but and was it outside? Tonight? No, no, no. But it's just locked up, so I probably should have left all the windows down, everything. Yeah. Just, I had no idea. No idea. There what about go. Steve Smith? What's this? What's the worst thing you've spilled in your car? Well, milk. I've done some hot chocolate, and the milk was. Well, I didn't spill it. It was a relative, gets in the car, sits down, drops a hot coffee, hot, mm. hot chocolate straight onto the front seat. It's hot. And That's if you a get it in, if it's a relatively bad thing to do to someone else's <laughs> car. So. Come on, that's ridiculous. I don't know what is the worst thing they've ever spilled in their car. Rightio. Uh, I've got one for you. Steve Smith has produced an explosive innings to become the first men's player to screw a big bash century. No. For the Sydney Sixers off 56 balls. He does go for it. The final ball of the over. Hey, connects. And it's a six to take Steve Smith to a fabulous hundred. His second game back in BBL 12. A man on a mission. I can't believe. What are you saying? That's the first. 
that's you mean this year? First century by a Sixers play? In no, BBL. ever in ever. the history in the, of the BBL. What are we up to? Twelve or thirteen or something? And that means now, Badge, really? every team has scored a player from every team now has scored a century. Okay, I, I I'm gobsmacked. I, I I thought it meant this year as well. Did Tuves comment on that? Yeah, he did. Just okay. then. Okay, what do you think? He thought it was ridiculous. Yeah, have you got another one for us quickly? Um, last year at the Australian Open, th- this is in the tournament's tourism facts. You probably get the booklet when you go in along with your ice cream. Oh, no, that's Wimbledon, isn't it? Oh, the booklet it's costs you about $53. Yeah, well, the average that makes sense because the average daily spend per fan at the Australian Open was $259. Come on, that's ridiculous. It's, it's not possible. One glass of champagne, a bucket of chips and, and a program. strawberries or something. I people. could believe that. I went to the Brisbane International, and mate, good tournament. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Brisbane. Yeah, good. Yep. It's the only tournament I've been to, and I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. It's where all the women play, mm. and it was horrendously expensive. Like what? Oh, mate, it was. I think it was twelve bucks a beer. I remember taking a photo at the time, going, mm. like, can someone justify it to me? Why certain events and you know, or airports, or why has everything got to be so? Because the, rent, the rent's expensive, and they don't play there that often, right? Right. So they're trying to make it all they must from you and me. But I remember because Ari and I went, and I remember the cheapest meal or something was around twenty bucks. Now, if you took a family, now you're not going to get much change out of three and four hundred bucks for a meal, like a full-on meal. Well, though, that's time you right. get some drinks and you park. Oh, but a meal's okay for twenty bucks. Well, I paid thirty bucks at this surf. Oh, can this, you, can this brisket. <laughs> It's disgusting. Can you stop? Just near Broadbeach. I've had enough. Uh, we got it. That's ridiculous. Uh, it's come through. Gents, mm. baby formula is the worst thing to spill in a car. Come on. That's ridiculous. Oh. And, Michael, we're assuming it smells. It's not. Yeah. Okay. I wanna, I wanna, and you'll have a crying baby as well. Yeah. No there's, formula. There's no one there from Michael from Des Moines too, Badge. Oh, that's ridiculous. There is. Um, it's when the tennis comes on. I have to leave my beer and change channels to get you guys back on again. It has to be an inquiry. Someone <laughs> Come has, on, that's ridiculous. Someone has to be accountable. Good on you, Michael. At least, why do you leave your chair? I have to leave my leave my beer and change oh, channels. Oh, okay. Why? I don't know. Come on, challenge Maybe one for of those you, lounges Mike. with the beer yeah. cut holder. I think the challenge for Michael is tomorrow night. I want you to change channels on your phone or however you're listening with the beer in hand. Oh, yes. Oh, you know what? I've always loved – we go looking for a lounge every five, ten years, whatever. And I go, oh, I'd love one of those ones with the beer holders. The co- My wife ended nah, up getting one. I'd love one. How reclining. Good would that be? Yep. Yeah. With a built-in yeah. – uh, Like at the cinemas. You know, yeah, but what's the, the tray, the built-in tray yeah. that comes across? No. Nah. No, nah, we can't do that. Because that's, nah, that's, that's fun. <laughs> can't have fun can't have while you're sitting in your your lazy Jason or whatever they lazy call it. Su- oh, it's a Jason now. It's, yeah, it's a Jason, Jason reclining, a yeah. Jason recliner with a lazy Susan. Yeah. You spin around on it. Is you never had a girlfriend Susan, did you? Lazy Susan. <laughs> and Jason recliner. Key Didn't EV. get much done that couple. No. <laughs> the all electric Kia EV6 GT supercar. Actually, can someone tell us why the thing that spits, spins around at the Chinese restaurant, he's called a Lazy Susan. Why is it called that? I don't know. Susan might be a Chinese word for spinning table. 
We're going to go to a break. When we come back, I is don't it know. a last you laugh? You asked me the hardest question. Last that blast. Was a, that's ridiculous. Plus, we'll check. Yeah, that, that is a. Come on, that's ridiculous. Someone will know. One of our listeners will know. Uh, back in a moment to wrap up the show. The all-electric Kia EV6 GT Supercar. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. The all-electric Kia EV6 GT Supercar. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, last segment for tonight. Welcome back to its updated score in the cricket, by the way. The Hurricanes won for 21 off... 2.3 overs. Wade has only faced one ball so far. He's naught. McDermott, five off six. Righty, weather forecast for tomorrow. Thanks to uh, New Farm, our great mates at New Farm, Australian through and through. If you're listening in Canberra on 13.23 a.m., I reckon Mal Meninga, Ricky Stewart, Lazo. Lazo's down there nowadays. They'd all be listening. Move back batch. to Canberra, the big man. Yeah. Lazo, yeah. They're preparing for the kite flying festival this Sunday. Are they? <laughs> they are. Those boys have nice. all put in their own kite. Excellent. Um, it's called. You ready for it, Brett? The kite flying festival. The what? It's called Brett kite. <laughs> Brent. Brent kite. Even. <laughs> now there's a bloke called Brett kite. Is there? Who? He just lives in Canberra. Oh, okay. Uh, it's at the Patrick White Lanes for your Thursday cloudy day with a top of twenty and a high chance of showers, low of seventeen. Overnight, New Farms products are formulated with the highest quality right here in Australia. It's strange through and through. It's time for the last blast on Sports Day with Badge and Sats. According to uh, Steve, it's coming up shortly, by the way. The whole town is talking about Badge's last laugh. No. Hasn't been this much excitement since Haley's Comet. Really? Yeah. Thanks, Steve. Hey, uh, there's a text here too, Badge. Do you want to I feel a... about as old as Hardy's comments some nights? Do you want to read out Mark's te- text about the CBA? Do you CBA? want me to? Yeah, go for it. I wish all these people stopped saying the players are greedy. This is how Mark talks, actually. It's about the minimum wage players and especially the women's game. Also, when the players retire, they're just jealous people who don't have what the players have. And P.S. I'm not that well paid either. I'm in retail. Thanks, Mark. I've read that out twice now. It's oh, that you? good that Woogie asked me to do it. Well, why again. didn't Badge? What's the rule? If you read out a text, what do you have to do, Badge? You have to listen to the other person no, reading it No, you have out. to remove it from the queue. Oh, do you? Okay. Jack's in here tonight. You notice that Jack's on camera and he's now, he brushes his hair and his teeth. Yep. He wears he wears pants mm. and he irons his T-shirt. And or is that stands... mum ironing your T-shirt nowadays? No, I don't iron T-shirts. And he stands on that milk crate. Anyway, Aussie <laughs> Open update. Uh, Medvedev okay. is three games up to one. Uh, Jason Kubler in the third set. Uh, sharing one set each against Hachinov is two games to one up. And Alexander Vucic against Baxter Holt in the fourth is uh, down two games to one. So still doing well. Lazy Susan, mm-hmm. no idea where it came from the name. Lots of different differing opinions say it's probably lost the time. But he was first advertised in 1917. Right. There we go. But why is it synonymous with Chinese restaurants? What if you opened a Chinese restaurant called Lazy Susan? I love it, Badge. There you go. Badge. God, that's good. good. Why did you say that on air? We could have started one tomorrow. Yeah. I'm just asking you guys off the air about (laughs) the worst... Yeah, the worst job you had, or the worst performed you were at a job, because mm. I, I, I just for some reason I just remember I used to work at. Is this the last laugh? No, no, oh, I, right. no. I used to work at Coca Cola, and I was the only person that worked there that didn't drink Coca Cola, because I was. Yeah, what? Wasn't into it. You're an I'm athlete. 40. 
an mm. athlete. Still On is. Sports Day, job, it's time for the last oh, laugh with okay. Scott Sattler. This is, I can't believe I just wandered in. I, he's coming right in. He's going to do a set after me. The stage is yours, Sats. Uh, before you roll, can you just yeah. ch- put badge on that tomorrow? Sats is gone. Yeah. All right. No, done. I'm not. All right. But that, when I was thinking about that, that um, um, working at Coca-Cola, I also thought I used to have another business. I used to run a, a dating service for chickens. Oh. But I struggled to make hens meet. <laughs> How do you do it? How do you do it? How do you do it, Badge? How do you do it? I'm just... I'm just a good reader. Back to back to back <laughs> to back to good. back to back. This is Bradman's averages. This is. You're going to be 99.96. In a couple of years. Yeah. Not far <laughs> off, actually. I think it's another one. It just doesn't stop. Uh, if you want to grab a podcast of the show, just go look for Sports Day New South Wales. Badge will be back tomorrow night. Goodbye. Goodbye.